Well, hello, and welcome to Maison Mission. My name is Kevin Bruschert, and I'm the creative pastor here. For those of you who are keeping track, this is episode number 38. Maison Mission is an inclusive faith community. The word Maison comes from a Greek word that means greater. The Maison Mission is about finding greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. You can find out more about Maison Mission by visiting MaisonMission.com or through the links in the description of this program. Now normally we would jump into some music and sing some songs with the band, but this week we're beginning something new. This is the first week that we're gathering together in Maison House Churches. House Church happens every second and fourth week of the month. If you're watching this with your house church group, you've either already spent or will spend some time together after this to focus your hearts and minds on God through either music, liturgical readings, or meditation practices. It's good for us to do this together, as it really helps us to be open to know more about God in these times together. If you're not watching today with House Church, let us know in the comments where you're watching or listening to our program from. We'd also like to encourage you to join or even start a house church, no matter where you are, so that we can all grow together better as a community. All right, let's jump into it. We're in part four of a series called Stories, where we've been connecting with the heart of Jesus through parables and stories, not just from the Bible, but in kids' stories, novels, and even just stories that we've heard told by others. Um, today, I'm going to get a little meta as we look at not just one story, but a device used in storytelling. I'm going to use the science fiction epic of, Star War of the Star Wars universe as my main example. Now, I need to give credit where credit is due here. Um, the first time I heard some of these ideas I'm going to share today was at a conference in Nashville uh, in January of 2014. Our friend Josh Stump from Borderland Mission was sharing some of the foundational thoughts that I'm going to build on today. Okay, but before anything else, uh, would you just please join me in a short prayer? God, we thank you for today. We thank you for this time that we get to spend together to look at... Uh, the things of you, um, not just specifically scripture and the Bible, but Lord, we want to look into the things that speak about who you are, the stories that we tell, the parables that, that um, show us your great truths. And so Lord, um, just be with us, guide our, our hearts and our minds towards the things of you today, we pray in your name. Amen. Next to Christianity, there probably isn't anything that we know of that has been so influential on our culture than Star Wars. You know, Star Wars would probably be next in line on the list. Um, the original trilogy changed the face of modern filmmaking and special effects. The way we tell stories on screen and the way we promote and market creative work, what was only dreamt about being possible before Star Wars made a reality. Today, there are nine movies in the Skywalker saga, two standalone films, several cartoon series, and now The Mandalorian has quickly become one of the most popular streaming series ever. The original trilogy was about good and evil, the light and dark sides of the Force, Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader. It was clear and easy to understand, good guys, bad guys. 
This simple dichotomy is what probably led to its huge success. Um, consider that when this movie came out in the mid-1970s, the U.S. was going through a pretty bad rough, po rough patch. Um, the economy wasn't doing too great. We had just pulled our military operations out of Vietnam, so morale was low. The gas crisis was upon us. The Watergate scandal had just occurred and President Nixon had resigned. Um, if you looked at all of the movies that were being put out in the mid-70s, they were all pretty doom and gloom. Horror films, uh, disaster films, sci-fi as a genre was filled with dark, dystopian futures. Uh, culture as a whole was in a dark place. Uh, but then, in 1977, along comes Star Wars, ironically titled A New Hope. Um, it was the perfect escape story, a, a simple, easy to connect with. Uh, this clean cut, good versus evil story gave people something that they didn't have much of at the time, hope. Obviously, what followed were two more films, The Empire Strikes Back, my personal favorite, and Return of the Jedi, uh, both following on that same formula, the rebels fighting against the evil empire. At the center of the three films was our protagonist, Luke Skywalker, the farm boy living with his aunt and uncle on a remote desert planet who finds himself quickly on the journey of discovering the Force, an energy source that gives him special powers and perception. He must, over the course of these first three movies, learn how to wield the Force, face his greatest enemy, and become a Jedi Master. The story device is so familiar to us, and it's used in so many adventure stories. Harry Potter, The Lord of the Rings, The Chronicles of Narnia, Spider-Man, Batman, most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, The Matrix. They all tell the same story of a hero that gets thrust into an adventure, is victorious in a decisive crisis, and comes home changed or transformed. In the book titled The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph Campbell, Campbell spells out the case for what people in literature call the monomyth, or the hero's journey. You ever wonder why stories always have such similar characters and outcomes? You ever wonder why it's so easy to make parallel connections between the stories of the Bible and other writings or movies? Even Jesus and the redemptive nature of the gospel narrative can be viewed through this same lens of the hero's journey. The adventure is life. We're thrust into the conflict of sin in our world and through Jesus, or in Star Wars, the Force. Evil is overcome and we are forever changed by the results. Yeah, I know. Cool story, Kev. I can nerd out pretty hard on this stuff because I love storytelling so much, but I think there's something bigger happening in the Star Wars story and in the hero's journey. And this stuff is just scratching the surface. So let's dig a little deeper. The original trilogy of Star Wars is very black and white, good versus evil, darkness and light. There's not a lot of confusion over right and wrong. It's very easy to find the moral absolutes in the first trilogy. But then we get into the prequel trilogy. Um, and there's all of this political influence, there's a trade war, and a blockade, and a bureaucratic senate, and the Jedi are, are stuck in, in, in the middle, uh, in this role, serving the Republic, while also sensing that the truth is being repressed. It's confusing. 
complicated. This trilogy is much darker. It's hard to know which side you're on in this trilogy. There's this one scene where the Chancellor of the Senate asks Master Yoda and all of the Jedi Masters what the Force is showing them, and Yoda says this, this memorable line. He says, the future is impossible to see. The dark side clouds everything. See, even the most powerful and perceptive Jedis were finding it incredibly confusing to see what was really true when there was so much deception and ulterior motives behind the decisions being made all around them. We see in the prequel trilogy the fall of the Republic, the rise of the Empire, and the backstory of how Darth Vader became the half-man, half-machine menace that we see in the original trilogy. It connects the dots. It helps us to understand why the Empire was so evil and why the Jedi needed a hero so badly. Not everyone is a believer in the Force. There are some who doubt. Han Solo, the most skeptical, doubting cynic in the entire story, says himself, I've been to one side of this galaxy to the other. I've seen a lot of weird stuff, but I haven't seen anything that makes me believe that there's one force that's holding it all together. Yet as his, his story develops, we see a broken person compelled by goodness to do good. We see his journey bring him to a place, even as an old man in the beginning of the sequel trilogy in episode 7, where he definitively says, I used to wonder about the Force myself. I thought it was a bunch of mumbo-jumbo, a magical power holding together good and evil, the dark side and the light. The crazy thing is, it's true. The Force, the Jedi, all of it. It's all true. You see, Han Solo journeys from darkness to light and becomes a true believer in the Force. Han Solo is the ultimate example of a doubter being led to belief through his own experiences. The Gospel is a story of good versus evil, very similar to that original trilogy. When we hear it for the first time, everything about it feels right. The good news of Jesus is the hope that we never thought we would find. It explains the brokenness of the world we live in and gives us a solution. When I was younger, this simple faith was enough. But as I grew in my faith and as the story of the gospel unfolded and I followed more of the story, I realized that the world we live in is so much more complicated. We want to take simple good versus evil solutions and superimpose them over complicated situations. Intellectuals and theologians can all make decrees from their ivory towers looking down on the masses as to how the world works and what God thinks about it. But until you're actually in a situation with someone who is really being persecuted or is facing an unwanted pregnancy or is about to be thrown out of their home because they lost their job, when you sit with the people who are poor and rejected, the outcasts and the misfits, you quickly realize that the humanity of their situation is sorely missing in the dialogues of our hot takes and blowhard debates. You see, that's the part of the story of Jesus that's the most compelling to me. It's that he doesn't stand off on a lofty perch dropping truth bombs from a distance. No, Jesus makes himself poor. He identifies with the weak and the helpless. He injects himself into the center of the story. He allows the unfair systems to 
process him and execute him because this is how we know that he really is for the poor. This is how we know that he really is the God of all and not just some. I want to close with this one last example from Star Wars, and it's a little more obscure, so don't be mad if you don't know this one. Uh, It'll all make sense. In one of the Star Wars cartoons, Star Wars Rebels, there's a character named Ezra who has learned that he has Force abilities. He's a young loner trying to find his place in the galaxy. There's this one scene where Ezra hears a voice in his head and tries to ignore it because he doesn't recognize it. You know, Star Wars fans watching along all know who the voice is in his head. It's Master Yoda. The voice in Ezra's head is Yoda, the most powerful Jedi we know of in the Star Wars stories. Yoda doesn't stop at trying to get young Ezra's attention, yet Ezra is unsure. He doesn't recognize the voice. He questions and doubts. You know, sometimes God is speaking to us and we don't recognize the voice. But the more we hear it, the more we recognize it, the more we learn to trust that voice. I'm at the point now when I watch a movie or read a story, any story, not just Star Wars, pretty much anything, I see the fingerprints of God all over it. I recognize the voice of the one who is trying to get my attention. My encouragement to you is that you would ask God to show you his heart through the stories we experience every day all around us. So as we close our time, I have some questions for you that you and your house church can use to start a discussion. First one is this. Have you ever heard a story or watched a film where you felt like you were learning a profound lesson that was almost divinely inspired? Did this experience build your faith in God, others, yourself? Number two. Is there a story that you like to read or watch that encourages you or gives you hope? Explain why that story is so valuable to you. Number three, share a part of your personal story where you went through a challenging time or a trial, and in the end, you felt transformed or changed, like the hero's journey. And number four, just for fun, who shot first, Han or Greedo? All right, let's pray. God, we thank you for this time. We thank you... uh, Lord, for the profound truths that we can find all around us if we just open our eyes and look. God, I pray that your spirit would lead our discussions, um, that your spirit would lead us in embracing uh, your voice, following hard after you, Lord, that you would show us new things about who you are. And for those of us who doubt, for those of us who question, Lord, I pray that your spirit would lead us towards you, the true you, not not what the preconceived notions are, not what our our poor or bad experiences tell us, but Lord, that you would reveal your heart and yourself to us in new and transformative ways, God. We love you and we pray all this in your name. Amen. All right, just a few reminders before you go. If you're interested in learning more about the Maison Mission and how you can get involved, let us know. Sign up on the Digital Connect card to be notified the next time we hold an interest meeting. Maison Mission is a non-denominational church. These programs and conversations are only possible through the financial support and donations from people like you. If our program encouraged you today, consider supporting the Maison Mission with a one-time gift or on a recurring basis. You can give through MaisonMission.com and follow the link to give. You can also text the dollar amount to 84321. 
and follow the links to Maison Mission. We will also be displaying our giving links on a slide at the conclusion of this program. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you have a fantastic week.